Hey folks, this is Serving the Beast Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Hardy. Welcome to the program. And oh my gosh, oh my gosh, my gosh. You ever, you ever been on a sinking ship? And like the whole time you're sitting there and it's like, I told you so. I told you that hole in the ship was going to be a problem. I told you that that thing over there was going to catch fire. I told you all this stuff was going to happen. And yet, here we are on a sinking ship in California, and I'm just looking around, looking for that validation, right? Looking for someone to just look at me and say, wow, Brent was right. Nope, nope. I don't, I don't, the liberal left will never give you that you were right. I don't know why. Ugh, it's so frustrating. Okay, okay, okay. Let me back up, let me back up. Because clearly, clearly I know what I'm talking about, but you guys don't know what I'm talking about. So let me back up. Um, this week, uh, California is having what they call a flex alert, okay? <coughs> uh, they basically told everyone that they are to um, set their ACs at a higher temperature, right? So your thermostat in your house is to be at a higher temperature to save energy. If not, they're going to shut down power grids around the state, you know. Um, they also told people don't plug in your electric cars, you know, don't do this. I remember getting arguments with people on the internet about this on, on Facebook because I would tell people, I was like, our power grid is weak. Okay, it is weak. Okay, and what I mean by that is if everyone went home and plugged in an electric car today, we would crash out our whole power grid. It would just crash out. It would be done. Okay, our power grid cannot, cannot support that. Okay, and think about it. Most people have, you know, one, two, three cars. So here in the next 10 years where most vehicles that people have are going to be electric, 10 to 15 years. Um, yeah, how the heck, if we're not building and adding to our power grid, are we going to afford that? And on top of that, they want us to transition to electric lawnmowers or fake grass, right? They want us to all put solar panels on the roof. They want us to do all this stuff. And then California is attempting to make a law right now saying that by 2035, all gas vehicles will be illegal to sell in California. You, we will only be able to buy electric vehicles. Okay, now this is stupid for many, many reasons. But one, let's talk about how unplugged uh, the liberal elitist is. Because when they think about cars and vehicles, they think of them as uh, people are buying too much vehicle, uh, more vehicle than they need, and we can force them to downsize. They think everyone just gets in a little car and commutes to work and back because that's what they have to do. They think everyone needs that, right? I'll tell you right now, there's no electric little car that's got, and I'm going to want to throw a dead deer inside, right? There's no electric little car that's going to pull a boat for me, right? Or, or a camp trailer or, or a U-Haul trailer, right? I mean, there was a story that came out a couple weeks ago, right, where an where, um, electric truck, I think, was pulling a boat or pulling some trailer, they wanted to see if they could do it. And these guys had to stop every 100 miles. Took them like five days longer to uh, travel where they were going than it had to be. Absolutely ridiculous, right? The technology is not there. Now, I admit that electric vehicles are the future. But you have to build up an entire grid around it, right? You have to increase our power grids. Okay, in California, they're trying to also phase out nuclear power. Nuclear power is the answer to all of it. These guys want clean energy, nuclear power, right? But like, oh, no, nuclear power is dangerous. It's dangerous. What, you want natural gas plants, coal fire, fire plants? That's the big scam that people don't realize. In the late eight, 80s, 
uh, Jerry Brown and his dad, they had investments in a in a natural gas plant. I think from no from um, Indonesia, somewhere in Asia. Um, right, they had these investments, and then they start shutting down nuclear power plants and phasing out the other ones, and then they contract with the company they had investments with to provide the natural gas to California to run their power plants. Right, it's an absolute scam. Absolute scam. And they still do that. They still do that. Hey, I'm going to invest in this uh, coal fire plant over here. I'm going to invest in this coal company over here. I'm going to invest in this train company that hauls the natural gas or hauls the, the uh, coal over here. And then I'm going to make up exclusive contracts so they are successful. The whole thing is a big scam. They're phasing out nuclear power, but they want us to all have electric cars. Then today, they're telling us that, oh, you know, if, uh, if, uh, if you have an electric car, don't plug it in. Right? We need to save energy. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just putting on the tinfoil hat for a second here. But I'm pretty sure at this point, I'm pretty convinced at this point, that conservation is the doctrine of those who fail to govern. Right? You work in government. You have a job. We pay taxes, and your job is to provide certain services like paved roads, water, natural gas, electricity. Your job is to make sure these services are provided to us, and we will pay extra for these services, right? These services aren't paid through our taxes, right? So if I want to set my air conditioner at 70 degrees, and I want to pay extra on my power bill each month, then I should be allowed to do that. Your job is just to make sure I have the energy to do it. It's not your job to tell me I should pay more or less. Now, when they come out and they say, because this happens at every socialist country, every communist country, they have terrible power grids, they have failing education systems, and they always come to people and say, oh, it's all about conservation, it's all about saving the earth, okay? The ice caps are going to melt if your AC is at 73 degrees and 778, okay? We need to save the earth. Really? Or maybe you just suck at your job. Maybe you just suck at providing for the people. Maybe you just suck at utilizing tax dollars for appropriate means. Again, maybe I'm putting on my tinfoil hat here, but, but I'm, I'm, every year that goes by, I'm more convinced of this. I'm more convinced that conservation, environmentalism, these are, the, these are the messages of the people who fail. Because, frankly, my AC, whether it's at 73 or 77, is not going to cause the ice caps to melt. Okay, drilling for oil is not going to cause the ice caps to melt. And you think that's even better than mining for lithium? Right? It all comes from the earth, people. If you think one resource is finite, look at the other. They're all finite. Okay? But it's absolutely stupid. It's absolutely ridiculous that they're so arrogant to think that we as humans have conquered this planet so much that we're actually changing its climate. Even though we have tens of thousands of years of records, not human records, but you know, you can look into the earth and stuff and figure this stuff out of climate changing. Right? You can go to Alaska and find fossils of tropical plants. Right? You could take ice core samples from glaciers and see what was in the air uh, a thousand years ago. Okay? And see when volcanoes erupted and stuff like that. The climate's always changing. It's always changing. Just because we as humans have been around long enough to document does not mean it's our fault. So why don't you guys just stop, at, suck, stop sucking at governing? Just stop. You want, you want to phase out electric cars by 2035? Fine. Again, I accept that electric cars are the future. But I need to be able to charge it up when I get home. Okay, I need to be able to charge it up, right? I need to be able to plug it in. 
right? In Canada, they bought an electric fire truck, and this thing had to come with a generator, a diesel generator, to, su to supplement it. Right? The future is stupid. And who knows? Electric cars, it, it might be like solar panels, where it, it, people don't realize this about solar panels, but the, the technology for solar panels is pretty much climaxed. Okay? Unless some new, actual new thing gets invented, okay, solar panels are not getting any better. In California, solar panels never paid for themselves. They never paid for themselves, never paid, and then finally they just made the cost of energy so high that solar panels actually started paying for themselves. But you go to other states, you go out to Idaho and stuff like that, I mean, they'll be honest with you. And yeah, solar panels aren't going to pay for themselves. You'll spend $20,000 for a whole system, and when the power goes out, your power is still out. Right? Unless, unless your solar panels are charging up an entire battery bank that can run your house. But even then, you're still spending tens of thousands of dollars, and you're putting acid batteries in a shed in your backyard or something. Right? I mean, the whole, it's, it's stupid. And nothing ever makes sense. And I would encourage you guys to read the book. It's a book called um, Apocalypse Never, where actually the author is a liberal, but he starts breaking down all these energy arguments and talking about how stupid it is. You know, how we go to third world countries who haven't had industrial revolutions yet and then tell them they can't have industrial revolutions. They can't develop. They can't do all this stuff because it's bad for the climate, even though they're being told that. By countries like Germany who had an industrial revolution or France or England or the United States and we're like, oh no, you guys can't develop like we did because it's bad for the climate. Are you kidding me? No, no, you guys have to stay um, impoverished. Okay, you guys aren't allowed to develop because it's bad for the climate. We, we were, these are messages we're really telling people. These are messages we're really telling people. Remember the Paris Climate Accords? Trillions of dollars to not even lower the temperature. To try and control something you cannot control. Because that's the big reality of climate change, folks. If it's really happening, we can't stop it. Okay, we can't change it. If it really is man-made, we still can't stop it. Okay, we can't go to China and say, stop doing what you're doing. We can't go to India and say, stop doing what you're doing. It will never happen. What makes more sense is that climate science is the doctrine preached by those who are in power to try and control you. And if you think I'm wrong, let me tell you about the story right here. Um, Excel thermostat systems. Okay? These are basically smart homes, right? Smart thermostats for your home. And a lot of people have these things now, right? You want to be able to get on your phone. You want to control from your house. Oh, I'm headed home. After a long vacation, let's make sure the AC's on, right? Let's make sure I'm not coming home to a hot house, right? Sometimes these people go as far as to control things like their, um, their hot water heaters, Right? Oh, I'm going on vacation. Let's turn off the hot water here. Oh, we're going to be home in a few hours. Let's turn that on so we have hot water when we get home. Cool. Um, the XL, that's X-C-E-L, um, out in Denver, these systems locked out their customers because a, of um, a heat wave. They would not allow their customers to adjust their thermostats. It was going to be over 90. Now, that's hot for uh, Colorado. For us, it's like 100 where we're like, oh, no, we need AC. But no, if it's, it was going to be over 90, people would say, wow, it's getting hot outside. It's warm. Let me turn down my thermostat. Oh, they were locked out. They were locked out. Crony capitalism is the problem in our future, right? ESG scores. If you don't know what ESG scores is, I'm, maybe I'll talk about it a little bit in a second. But this is when you have a close partnership with government and big business. And so government, being constrained by the Constitution, 
doesn't have to do certain things. They just get big businesses to do it for them. Right? Government can't really control media, but they can get Facebook to push one candidate over another. Boom. Oh, they're a private business. They can do whatever they want. Right? Oh, we can't tell you. Uh, I will lose my job if I tell you, if I force you to lower your temperature or lower your thermostat or raise your thermostat. Um, you know, people don't like to be controlled. But if an independent company does it for the good of everybody, for the good of humanity, right? If they, if they, if we're just having a bad heat wave and they decide to take it upon themselves, I can take it up with them. I can't control that. Do you see the problem here? Now, the left, you go to the left and they'll be like, oh, you know, Republicans are big business, always giving their friends tax breaks and all this stuff. That's never really been the case. You really look at it, you really look at what tyranny looks like and dictatorships and all that kind of stuff, it's not coming from the right. Right? It, it, wasn't, it wasn't Republicans who weaponized the IRS and to go after conservative nonprofits or liberal nonprofits in that example. Right? It, it wasn't Donald Trump who was listening into media phone calls and, and trying to figure out uh, who was controlling what. Right, I mean, it, it, we see tyranny from the Democrat Party all the time, but it, it always comes back to that old, um, that old uh, uh, who's it? The Nazi propaganda, right? The, the the Nazi propagandists who said famously, "Accuse the other side of that which you are guilty." Another example of this: remember the Koch brothers? The liberal left went after the Koch brothers because they were big billionaire Republican donors, and they're like, "Look at these billionaires." You know, these people that don't relate to you, they're billionaires and they're, you know, they're Republicans are just a party of billionaires and all this other stuff. And they're just helping out their friends. Where did they get that from? It was a list of the top richest uh, political donors. And the Koch brothers were, I think, number 49 or 50. Okay, they went through 50 people on the list before they found one that was actually donating to Republicans. Okay. So no, do not be fooled by that whole class warfare nonsense by people who are in the upper class. All right, don't be fooled by that at all. It's disgusting. I could literally dive into this forever, but I'm telling you, start thinking about this. Start thinking about this one concept, okay? Okay, is conservation the doctrine of those who are failing to provide the services that they're supposed to be providing? Think about that and start looking for it in your daily life, right? Is conservation the doctrine of those who are failing? We cannot, we're not upgrading our power grids. We're not doing, we're not providing the power for these people, even if, even though they're paying for it. We're not able to do all these things. So let's tell them to conserve. We're not updating our water stuff. We're not saving water. Okay. We're not building dams. We're not, we're not conserving the, the, we're literally, in California, we're literally dumping trillions of gallons of water into the ocean every year. And then they tell us we're in a drought. Oh, no, they need to conserve. Why don't you, why don't you rip out that, that real lawn that you have and then pay $40,000 for a fake one to be installed? You know, conserve water. Be part of the team here. It's absolutely ridiculous. And again, they're just failing to govern. Because the answer is we need to build dams. Oh, you're worried about the salmon? Cool. Fish ladders. Right? It's a real thing. Okay, we can build fish ladders. They can get around their dams. It's all good. Okay? We need nuclear power. Stop being afraid of it. Stop being corrupt. Okay? Build the nuclear power plants. Provide the energy grid the state needs if you really want us all to have electric cars in the future, which we're all going to eventually have 
if the technology doesn't climax out. All right? We can compromise. We can meet in the middle. But you can't just choke us out and then expect us to raise to a certain standard. It's never going to happen. Hey folks, if you're like me, I get really sick and tired of spending five, seven, eight, twelve bucks every day at Starbucks or Dutch Brothers or one of these other coffee places. And then you turn around and hear about places like Starbucks and how they treat law enforcement and how cops are getting kicked out. Well, I got a new company for you, right? If, if you're at that point where you just want to make good quality coffee from home, I want you guys to check out my new friends, 1097 Coffee. This is a law enforcement and veteran-owned local first responder theme business. Now, I want to pull this little expert from their website, 1097coffee.com, all spelled out, no, no numbers. 1097 Coffee was created in support of our first responders. This includes our military, police, fire, dispatchers, emergency medical service, and our motto is support to all. If you're looking for a company that supports causes you believe in, check out 1097coffee.com and order from their either medium, dark, or dark roast selections. That's 1097coffee.com, and you could also find them on Facebook or Instagram. I got a story to tell you. I got a story to tell you. So I don't know if you if you listen to the show for a long time. I used to give these um, I used to give out hunting updates, right? When it was hunting season, we'd have to go out. Well, I have a hunting update for you. I got I got a buck this week. Um, beautiful, heavy horned forky. All right, that means two points on one side, two points on the other. But he was thick. He was thick, thick. Like dang boy, like he was thick. Right. Anyways, heavy body. But no, I got to tell you a story. I got to tell you the story because I learned a very hard, important lesson. And I'm hoping, it's kind of embarrassing for me, but it's more important to me that somebody else gets something from this, something to remember. So I have this really bad habit. Uh, I go hunting by myself a lot. I don't bring a partner, right? I don't, I don't always bring along the, uh, the buddy system. And there's a couple reasons for that. One, being a police officer, I have an odd schedule. So sometimes it's just not easy to find somebody who's available at that time or like, like I went hunting on a Monday, right? Most people are at work on Monday and stuff. A lot of my friends are at work on Monday. So, and on top of that, it's kind of like a last minute thing I threw together. So again, last minute, it's hard to just find someone to be like, oh yeah, I'll drop everything, put on some hiking clothes and come with you. Right. Um, so I went hunting on this property that I, I have, I've had permission for years to go out there. And, um, I went to the very top of this, this mountain range and it's this range and it's a property that's actually behind my parents' property. So, um, so it's like a, this, you know, 200 acre rectangle essentially that goes up to the top of a mountain. And then there's a mountain ridge that goes like, if you're looking at the property, the mountain ridge goes left to right. And then you have ravines coming down. So it's very steep, very tall, um, very difficult hunting terrain. Um, but if you want to get the big bucks, sometimes you have to go where nobody else is going, right? You can't just go everywhere where there, you can get an ATV and stuff like that or whatever. You, you know, you, you gotta sometimes hike in. So I go out on Monday. We're going through a heat wave here in California, so I'm, I'm like 100 degrees outside. I end up finding this buck, and I, I'm walking down this hill. It's steep. It's slippery. He's on the right side of me down in this ravine, um, and down there, he was kind of in a convenient spot because I have a gator with me, and the gator's up the mountain, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, make a long story shorter, um, I end up downing this buck. 
Um, I ran out of water. He ended up dying inconveniently. He had the audacity to die in this really deep ravine down in the hole. <laughs> so I was like, dang it. <coughs> so I get down there. I, I start field cleaning him and stuff, butchering him out, quartering him out, putting him in bags, putting him out in the shade. And um, I'm out of water. And I found that myself, um, I probably had like 100 pounds of meat on me, maybe more than that. Um, plus, you know, the, the mountain stuff, because you always have to pack out like the head and everything to verify that this is indeed a, a buck that you took legally. Um, I started getting a feeling where I was sweating profusely. I was breathing heavy. I was just completely burned out and exhausted. Like if you ever had a really heavy workout and you're just completely just done. Um, and I thought to myself, okay, I just need to take a break for a while. I just need to take a break, to wait till my energy comes back, and then I'll be good. So I sat in the shade. I sat there for about 30 minutes, and I was not recovering. And I realized I was starting to show the early signs and symptoms of going towards heat stroke. I hadn't stopped sweating yet, but I was, I was getting there. Uh, severe dehydration and heat stroke. So I called for help. Um, um, my brother ended up showing up. My, my parents' neighbor showed up. My mom you know, kind of rallied the troops and stuff and got up there. And what was funny is I'm, I'm really suffering. My brother's a firefighter, right? He's a firefighter. He's a paramedic. And so I'm like, okay, he knows what to do, right? Like, he, he knows the signs and symptoms. He understands the stuff. Like, like a lot of people, he's going to try and prevent the medical emergency before it gets there. Because my whole idea of asking for help was I want to, you know, get help while I can still could before there was a medical emergency. Right? Like, let me, let me try that. So, um... They get up to the top, and I'm, like, texting back and forth, like, hey, I, I'm, I'm right here. I'm sending them my location. They're like, okay, I'm coming down to you. And I'm just, like, dying. And my brother's coming down, and he's all, you know, for some reason in good spirits. Like, I don't know if it just it didn't occur to him that this was more of a medical emergency and not I need to help my brother pack out a buck. Um, but he comes down, and he's bringing down, like, a meat pack, and he's doing all this stuff. And, he's, and I'm just, like, totally suffering in the shade. I'm like, dude, I really just need some water. He's bringing me water. And then he, like, stops, like, 10 yards from me. And I'm, like, no energy. And he stops, and he answers his phone. And sits there and has a conversation with somebody. And I'm, like, staring at him. I'm, like, dude, dude, save me. You know, like, come on, please. I can't, I can't do this. And I'm trying to, like, you know, it's like if you ever had someone, like, they're helping you, but they're doing everything wrong. And so you're trying not to yell at them because they are helping you. And they didn't have to be there. You know, so it's, like, it was one of those moments. So I'm, like, ah. Oh. So anyways, he, um. He brings me water, brings me a big bottle of Gatorade as well. So I, I, I get the water in me, get the Gatorade in me. He brings me a protein bar. I eat that, um, kind of get my energy back. He helps me pack out the buck. Um, you know, and then I'm moving down the hill. And, yeah, it's just then my brother-in-law ends up showing up, and he helps me out a lot, you know. So, um, yeah, it was, just, it was just one of those experiences where I was underprepared. Um, I tried not. A lot of people told me, well, you got to think about where the buck dies. I'm like, well, I'm telling you. I shot him, and he was supposed to die somewhere else, and he ended up going. He had the audacity to just go down to this hole. So, But, no, it became a, a very serious issue for me. I was able to get the meat out, um, able to get to a butcher. The butcher told me meat was good. Um, so that, that was a big help. But it took me like six hours to get off this mountain, and it really was not that high or that far away. Um, basically, I, my energy levels were so bad, and I just did not have the strength to do it because I was just so burned out and dehydrated. Like I was cramping up and all sorts of stuff. I was sliding down the mountain on my butt because I just didn't have the energy to walk. Like, it was bad. Um, and so that was just one of those things that, like, yeah, I should have known better. But I'm telling you guys, if you're out in the woods, out in the wild, going hiking, all that stuff, always be prepared. Bring the extra water, even if it's heavy. 
bring the um, the stuff, bring, you know, uh, be more prepared, right? I should have been more prepared. I should have brought a partner, right? Because packing out a deer by myself is just hard. They're heavy. It's a lot of weight. I should have, one extra person would have helped out a lot. Two extra people would have been splendid, right? So, um, yeah, just a little lesson. I did get a buck, though. I'm, I'm going to get him mounted. He's awesome. I'm very excited about that. If you follow me on my personal social media, you probably saw a picture of him. Very heavy horned. He was um, very thick. I actually had one person look at him and say, you know, he thought he was going in the regression, which means that when a buck gets so old, their antlers, you know, they'll get bigger and bigger as they get older, but then they get to a certain point where the antlers aren't getting bigger anymore, right? They actually will kind of get smaller. They'll get really thick and kind of gnarly looking, you know, they just won't grow as big as um, they used to in their prime. And that's kind of where he was at. He was just a really old buck and so really neat. Really neat piece, and um, so yeah, I, I just wanted to share that story with you. So again, um, yeah, be smarter out in the woods, be smarter than I was, and um, yeah, and don't don't be too prideful to call for help before it's too late. Hey, folks! I realized the gold commercial for this was getting well old. So I decided it was time to re-record it. Grandma's Pantry Pocadella.com. That's Grandma's Pantry Pocadella.com. One of our oldest sponsors. It's Brian and Kim, my good friends. Uh, for all your custom jams and jellies, I have a case of them in my pantry right now. Very unique flavors. If you have guests coming and you want to just wow them with something different than your typical strawberry and grape, Grandma's Pantry Pocadella.com for your custom jam and jelly needs. <laughs> back so i'm sure you guys have heard the story or i'm sorry the phrase uh go woke and go broke or get woke and go broke right we've seen this with movies where actors will make certain comments and the movie will just bomb in the box office because nobody's like well i'm not gonna go support that actor you know we've seen this with um certain companies and corporations right people stop buying their products because you know they took aunt jemima off the front of the syrup or something stupid Right, like they, they do these things, right? Now, I've always, I'm telling you guys, I've, I've said it forever, right? The left is racist, right? The first thing they see is skin color. The first thing they do is label people. The first thing they do is give out handouts or want to help people out because they think that because of their skin color that they're unable to do things on their own, right? It's, I think George Bush called it the subtle bigotry of low expectations, right? So, I mean, think about it. When you go to a two eight-year-olds, and you go to one eight-year-old and say, hey, do this, this, and then you go to the other eight-year-old, oh, you're kind of stupid, so you're going to, you're going to, um, we're not going to hold you to the same standard as that eight-year-old, right? That's exactly what they do. That's how they treat minorities and certain groups in this country, okay? It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting and, frankly, racist behavior from the left, right? They want to treat people special because of skin color and stuff like that. It's disgusting. I even had a video, I, I, I think I posted on social media a while back where, it was, it was satire, but one guy was allegedly a racist, the other guy was allegedly a leftist, and they were talking about all the things they have in common, right? And it was so funny to watch these guys go back and forth and be like, wow, I feel the, totally the same, right? White people are superior, you know? It was stupid stuff like that. And so it was, but yeah, they're completely, absolutely racist. And I want to talk about um, what I would consider a win for, not wokeism, but a win for being awake, right? For people who finally get, so anyways, back in 2016, 
uh, Oberlin, I, I think Oberlin, Ohio. Uh, they have a college and university there. And a student, a black student from that college and university, was caught trying to steal a bottle of wine from Gibson's, uh, which was a, uh, it was a bakery slash um, liquor store and stuff like that. I think they had a, a store either on campus or really close to it. Uh, this bakery had a contract with the local dorm cafeterias and stuff like that. They, you know, they provided uh, a lot of foods and stuff, a lot of breakfast foods and everything for their dorm cafeterias. They had a close relationship, a working relationship with this college. So as black students try to steal a bottle of wine, uh, they chase them outside. They catch them. They chase them outside. They wrestle them to the ground. And uh, police arrive. The students get arrested. You know, they even admitted that, yeah, they were trying to steal the wine and stuff like that. Um, and all this stuff, right? Basic, just basic shoplifting, right? College kids being dumb, just trying to steal alcohol. Not unheard of. Very common thing. It's almost expected, right? Is it wrong? Yes. Is it expected? Yes. Okay. Um, you'd also expect it from high schoolers, right? That kind of stuff. Uh, immediately, the woke mobs at the college accuse Gibson's Bakery of, woke, of, of, um, of being racist, racially profiling, right? Student synods condemned them. They terminated contracts with the bakery. They had protests staged outside the bakery. The bakery lost thousands, if not millions of dollars over the years. Um, and so, and the college just allowed it, right? They're like, oh yeah, no, go for it. You know, the, instead of holding the students accountable for their own actions, as they should have, right? Instead of saying, hey, look, stop looking after skin color, you racist. And these were just kids who got caught shoplifting, Okay, because that's, that would be the opposite, right? That's what they would be suggesting. If we, if we went along with leftist ideology, it would be like, oh, I'll arrest the white kid for shoplifting because he's privileged. But when the black kid does it, uh, we're not going to arrest him for shoplifting because, you know, it, it might be construed as racist. And you know what? He, he maybe he can't afford it. Okay, that's, that's your mindset, right? That's your mindset. Okay, it's disgusting. It's racist, right? It's racism from the left. Right? We're not going to arrest that kid because uh, uh, we're going to judge him by his skin color and think that he doesn't know any better. Okay, let me tell you something, leftists. Okay, it doesn't matter what religion or skin color or any of that crap is. People are intelligent and they're smart and they know right from wrong. And they, just like anybody, should be held accountable for their actions regardless of that. Remember, Lady Liberty or Lady Justice is supposed to be blind for a reason. But anyways... Uh, they go after this bakery. It's uh, Gibson's. It's uh, uh, I think they do candy, ice cream. It's bakery. They do like a, a little liquor store portion inside stuff. It's it's a nice store. And so they go after it. This bakery just loses their butt. And so they turn around and sue the college. Um, they won. They won the appeal. They won everything. And now, the university owes them thirty six million dollars. They just won their last appeal. Thirty six million dollars. Okay, because they allowed this to happen. No, seriously, that's awesome. That's awesome. Like, seriously, you want to go after people for stupid stuff? For holding people accountable for not being racist? No, no, you're gonna pay the you're gonna pay the price. You're gonna pay it. Okay, and I'm I'm actually very happy for them. Congratulations to Gibson Bakery. Okay. They have every right to stop shoplifting. They have every right to stop people regardless of color and all that stuff. Actually, I'm not sure if I actually played this on um, for you guys, but yeah, 
Now, I'm talking about going woke and, and being racist and how they're the same thing. To, what, listen to this video. It's really funny. I found it on TikTok. I didn't think we'd get along, but turns out we kind of agree on everything. That's Your racial identity is the most important thing. Everything should be looked at through the lens of race. Thanks, you owe me a Coke. We both have a lot of opinions about people of color, even though we barely know any. I say colored people, but as long as we're classifying them, we both think minorities are a united group who think the same and act the same. And both the same. You don't want to lose your black card. Sorry, I don't know. I just think we should rule back discrimination laws so we can hire based on race again. Jinx, now you owe me a Coke. Hey, tell them what you told me yesterday. White actors should only do voices for white cartoon characters. Been saying that for years. Stick to your own. Us white people, we have so much privilege. I agree. It is a privilege to be white. Ask him about interracial dating. All I said is that black men who date white women have internalized racism, and white men that date ethnic women are fetishizing them. Guys against interracial dating now. Like, am I being pranked? <laughs> right. Right. But they're, they're making a solid point. And I, I posted this on a, uh, uh, on a different group on Facebook, and... Somebody immediately commented, that's not how it's like. That's not what it's like. No, that's exactly what it's like, you racist. Okay, I'm sorry, but if you're on the left and you, you embrace that stuff, like, oh, no, you know, only this should happen or only that should happen or, or whatever. I, remember, I, I got called a colonizer and a racist for adopting children of color, <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous that these people cannot seem to get past skin color, right? Judge people by the content of their character, Right? Their character. I don't care about your skin color. Okay? I don't look at your skin color and think, oh, you must act a certain way or you must think a certain way or you must vote a certain way. Okay? Only a racist would think that way. Like, seriously, wake up. Don't get woke. Wake up. This is ridiculous and stupid, racist bigotry, and you're dividing people. Again, we were supposed to get past this. Okay? This was something that our grandfathers fought about. Okay, let's get past it, people. Enough. Ah. Now, don't get me wrong, right? I understand there are real racists in the world. There are real people who deal with real racism every day. Okay, I, I'm just saying that you cannot... Their approach to it is also racist, is, is basically what I'm going to say. All right, I'm going to leave it at that. All right, folks, this is the Serving the Peace podcast. If you like this podcast, please like it, share it. Uh, rate it on iTunes because this helps us uh, find a larger audience of like-minded individuals. Uh, make sure your friends hear about it. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, if you disagree with me about something, if there's a topic you want me to touch on, DTP at USA.com. That's David Tom Paul, D as in dog, TP at USA.com. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>